We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So who is this person? It's John Chuckery. Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover with John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery's show coming to you live here on this Tuesday evening. Going to be with you till 11 o'clock. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Odyssey apps, how you catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 929thegame on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can follow me on my personal Twitter page. It is at JMCH316. He is at underscore Dylan Matthews. This is your night to look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. So we start with an article in Pro Football Focus that has the headline, One Free Agent, Each NFL Team Can't Afford to Lose. Now, for the Atlanta Falcons, this is a guy who I've talked about, and, you know, even before my illness and everything like that, we were talking about this very thing. But for the Atlanta Falcons, it's offensive tackle Caleb McGarry. They say here in the write-up, Atlanta declined McGarry's fifth-year option for 2023, but that shouldn't stop them from bringing him back now, even if it requires a much pricier franchise tag to initiate extension conversations a tag projected to be around $18.25 million. Okay, first off, they, they ain't signing him for no $18.25. If, if, I, if, if the options are to not sign him or franchise him, I'm not signing him for $18.25 million. That's just my personal opinion. So the Falcons rank second in projected cap space after completely gutting their roster the past two seasons so they can comfortably carry that large of a number if ultimately necessary. Okay, I'm still not carrying that number. Like, that's dumb business for a guy who's – he was an outstanding run blocker, still has issues in the pass blocking game. You know, he's had his best season as a pro, but I'm not tagging him for 18 and a, and a quarter million dollars. Say McGarry's 91.2 run block grade in 2022, ranked second among tackles, is 89-1 mark on outside run zones, ranked sixth. He can still become a more consistent down-to-down player and improve as a pass protector, but Atlanta could have its left tackle, right guard, right tackle spot solidified for the next several years as quarterback Desmond Ritter develops. Again, I am all for bringing Caleb McGarry back. I think he's earned the right to get a contract extension, but I'm not paying him ridiculous money 
and I'm not paying him franchise tag money. You know, I, I'm looking at two to three years because I still got to see him develop on an every-year basis and on a consistent basis and still be a good pass blocker. Because at some point in the NFL, you've got to pass protect. And if you're going to have a you know any quarterback worth his salt that can push the ball downfield from the pocket, you have to protect him. And you can't give up all the sacks that this team has given up the last few years. So I, I really want to bring McGarry back, but I'm not overpaying for Caleb McGarry. You know, it could be two for 14 or 16, but I'm not I'm not picking him up for 18 and a quarter million. I'll let him walk for that. I can get three starters for I can I can build three starters on my offensive line for that kind of money. So I'm not franchise tagging him, but I certainly do I certainly do think that he is the guy that's the number one target for bringing back. If there is one guy that I can bring back from, you know, the free agent class and we've got a whole bunch of guys that are going to be free agents, it is Caleb McGarry. All right, let me give you this ridiculous trade scenario. So the Washington Post talking about Lamar Jackson, okay? And they, they've they said that, you know, Lamar may be on the move and this, that, and the other. Here's a quote from the article from the Washington Post. The executives, I, I don't even know who this guy is that, that wrote this thing. I mean, he's, look, he's Joe Bag of Donuts. Okay, let's call him Joe Bag of Donuts, all right? The executives I spoke with kept coming back to two NFC teams, NFC South teams, as potential Jackson landing spots, the Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. Both missed out on Deshaun Watson a year ago, but not without a significant fight. Eh, all right, uh, I, I may dispute some of that, but anyway. Both have a need at quarterback. Both markets could use a jolt, and neither owner is afraid to spend. We certainly know that uh, is the case. The Post suggested Carolina send star cornerback J.C. Horn two first-round picks and a future second-round picks, and the Falcons' deal may be even more expensive. Now, this is what they... This is what that they're quoted as saying, okay? Atlanta, never more of a never more of a pro football town than when Mike Vick was running its offense, could offer rising star cornerback AJ Terrell the number eight pick, future picks in 2023, and maybe even aging defensive tackle Grady Jarrett. Who would add a bonafide? Uh, who would add bonafide chops to the interior of Baltimore's de- defensive line, especially if Calais Campbell retires? Okay, so Terrell, Jarrett, the eighth pick, and future other picks. Okay. Let me let me see if I can sum this up real quick. Okay. Okay, how, how about this? How about we give away Ebba Katie and we give away six years worth of draft and we give away Young Way Koo, right? Maybe, you know, maybe they've got kicker issues or their kicker's going to retire. Maybe we'll just give them Young Way. Let's just trade everybody. 
the hell is wrong with you people? <sighs> Lord have mercy. All right. It is that time of the year. It's never too early to start mocking. Daniel Jeremiah has his mock 1.0 ready to go here. So he's got Jalen Carter with the number one overall pick. He's got Bryce Young with the number two pick. Will Anderson, third to the Cardinals. Will Levis, fourth to the the, uh, Colts. Uh, Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. I... I, I know he's good, but I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit unsold about him. To the uh, Seahawks at five. Uh, Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois at number six. Uh, Peter uh, Skoronsky, the offensive tackle out of Northwestern to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders or whatever they're being called right now. And then at number eight, he's got Lucas Van Ness, edge player out of Iowa, Van Ness is extremely explosive and has the versatility to play up and down the line. He is a finisher as a pass rusher, and he can overpower blockers in the run game. He should test very well in the spring. So I like the position. I, 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 at least we're thinking, you know, edge and all that kind of stuff, although, you know, it'll probably be wide receiver or whatever like that. I like George Karlaftis better last year coming out of the draft than than Lucas Van Ness, but we'll see how he tests out and things like that. And, you know, it's a little too early to tell, but I, I Karlaftis coming out of the draft, but, you know, he was, you know, it, it. we decided to take wide receiver. Okay, anyway. Um, now, here is a couple of guys they have at 9 and 10, that I'm, that I'm and actually 11, that I'm obviously very intrigued by. So they have C.J. Stroud going the pick right after the Falcons at number nine. Okay, I'll say this. C.J. Stroud would be the one guy that at the skill position that I would roll the dice. If I could get C.J. Stroud at number eight, I would roll the dice with C.J. He's the only one. He's the only quarterback. He's the only wide receiver. Not Bijan Robinson, not not any of the top flight wide receivers. He would be the one skill position player that I would I would certainly pick at number eight. Okay, then at number ten, here's a guy that I'm very intrigued by: Miles Murphy, the edge player out of Clemson. So I like Murphy a lot. Um, look, uh, we we had the guy who led the league in sacks and. You know, we have Grady Jarrett. You know, we've, we've had some good luck with Clemson, you know, on our defensive line. I like Miles Murphy a lot. He goes at number 10. And then the other player that's at number 11 to the Titans is Paris Johnson. He's the big tackle. Uh, it says here he needs to get stronger and play with better knee bend. Yeah, but I can tell you this. He's got the size, strength, and, and quickness that, you know, <laughs> He, he would be a welcome addition. You know, if you don't sign uh, Caleb McGarry, I could I could draft Paris Johnson. Again, get good against your again, along your defensive line. But I would make the exception for C.J. Stroud. I think C.J. Stroud has all the talent in the world, and he's throwing to NFL guys, and I just I think he's the best quarterback in this draft. 
Maybe it'll be Bryce Young. There'll be somebody that breaks through in in this draft, but I I would be much more enamored with Stroud, Miles Murphy, or Paris Johnson, one of those three guys, than Lucas Van Ness. And again, he you know he's a nice player. Um, you know I I like the you know Purdue kid Carlaftis last year, but you know I I appreciate the position. At least Daniel Jeremiah isn't – and, look, all of this could change. I mean, you know, between – you know, listen, Todd McShay had was the only guy, I think, that had Drake London going at number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. So, you know, we, we, we mock those guys that do their mock drafts and things like that. But I think it was Todd McShay. He was the only guy to, to have the Falcons taking Drake London and all that. But get better along your lines of scrimmage. And we just talked about this just a little bit ago here. Get better at your line of scrimmage. Don't monkey around. You know, don't get too creative. I don't want to hear about best available player and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to hear that nonsense and garbage. Okay? Draft somebody who stands not more than five feet from the football, right? Either on the offensive side or defensive side. I'm good with either one. But we got to get this thing right. We have to get this line of scrimmage right. And let me tell you, Terry Fontenot's got a lot of pressure on him because what Terry Fontenot did best when he was director of player uh, pro personnel uh, with the New Orleans Saints is – identifying NFL talent, you know, free agent talent that could come in and play right away for the Saints. So he's going to have money to spend. Let's see if he gets this thing right. Even more than the draft, when you got the money to spend, you got to go out and and get the guys that are going to make your club, you know, certainly much better. All right, when we come back, it's Rowdy Roddy Piper when it comes to the Atlanta Hawks. I'll explain next. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to more John Chuckery. This party's gonna rock. Make some noise! Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Hanging out live in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday night. 404-741-0929. That's our Solomon Brothers Diamond. To be a part uh, of this show. Odyssey app site catches on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I am at JMCH316. He is at underscore Dylan Matthews. We will get to a What's Bug and Chuckery coming up here in 20 minutes from right now. I'll try not to have another stroke or any sort of thing like that. Um, I want to just say uh, thank you for all of the well wishes on Twitter and on the text line. I literally can't get to all of them. Um, but I, I see I'm reading and seeing every one of these things, so uh, every message that you're sending, so I really greatly appreciate it. So it's good to be back in the <laughs> saddle. The king has returned. Yes. Although I, I really, I, I think it's more of the Ayatollah of, the, of rock and roller, but um, we can dispute that, you know, another time or whatever like that. But, no, it's good to be back at it, and, um, you know, we, uh, we're, we're back in the saddle, so we uh, – we're going to be here, what, uh, Thursday and Friday? Yeah, Thursday and Friday night with you for the uh, full four. So good to be good to be back at it. So far, so good, right? So far, so good. I mean, not too brain dead and things like that. And, you know, kind of, you know, not tripping over too many of my words and stuff like that. So anyway, so when it comes to the Atlanta Hawks, this is Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper had a famous saying that just when you think you have the answers, I change the questions. And that's what it feels like for the Atlanta Hawks. You know, a five-game winning streak, everything kind of quieted down. There was no talk about disagreements with the coach and the player, star player. You know, they were not playing iso ball, and they were moving the basketball, and Everything was good in Hawks land. And then it's two games now where it's too many turnovers. We had an, you know, a, a dust up, you know, on the sideline bench area with the star player and the coach. And, you know, it's back to same of the same old stuff again. And I'll be honest with you, I really can't put my finger on what the issue is. I think there's plenty of blame to go around. You know, I think Trey Young is part of the problem. I think Nate McMillan is part of the problem. I think the overall health of this team is part of the problem. I think the depth is part of the problem. But here's what I will say. A lot of that leads into the idea of Tony Ressler. And and I think that this has been a very conscious effort by the Atlanta Hawks to not get themselves in the luxury tax. Again, you're $1.9 million away from the luxury tax. And I don't believe that this team right now at this, at this, you know, part of the season, you know, being what back to 500. I don't think that they want to get into any sort of luxury tax 
and I understand why. And, you know, look, Tony Ressler said we will be we will get into the luxury tax if it makes sense. Right. You know, we were all hyped up about, you know, they're going to do things and change up the roster and stuff like that. I don't think they gave up too much for DeJounte Murray. I really don't. You know, again, they won't draft better players than what DeJounte Murray is. You know, they, 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 they don't have a history of drafting a whole bunch of stars, right? You know, you could argue that, you know, they even maybe got the, you know, short end of the stick on Luka and Trey, but, you know, I, I still think that, you know, both guys have advanced to the same point in their career. I still think that's pretty much a wash for where the franchises are. But certainly they, you know, Hunter's a nice player, but he's not an elite player. Hey, how'd that whole Cam Reddish thing work out, Dylan? How'd that, how'd that whole, how'd that Cam Reddish thing? Well, he requested a trade. Oh, okay. And now he got his trade, and now he hasn't touched the floor for the next months. Okay. Yeah, it's been, uh, by the way, 51 days that I think is, I think it's 51 days since he saw the court. Uh, for the New York Knicks. So that's two franchises. That, I saw your tweet the other day. It was yeah. like, this is much. Yeah. Cam Reddish has seen yeah. the floor I, of the I, I, I texted that to Caleb Johnson. I, You know, what was it? Anyeka um, uh, Kongwu, I think, was standing beside Cam Reddish. And, you know. Yeah, Caleb, they were chatting it up before the game. Yeah, they, they were chatting it up before the game on the court. And uh, Caleb Johnson, who's our Hawks reporter, had a tweet that he put out there that, you know, that, um, you know, all, you know, Cam Reddish and Neka Kongwu is, Neka Kongwu is uh, catching up on the court. And I said, you know, that's the most action that Cam Reddish has seen on the court in two months. So that's been a disaster. And, you know, again, I heard somebody this morning talking, you know, calling in or whatever like that, that, oh, we need a Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish has a P for a Valentine, folks. He's got a P for a Valentine. That, that's the nicest thing I can say about it. But anyway, so look, I, I, I don't know what the Hawks are going to be, but I do think that there is plenty of blame to go around. And, and we've seen them, you know, when they play well and they got on that five-game winning streak and, you know, certainly it didn't change up the universe that they're in. They're right back at, at 500, but I don't really think it makes a whole lot of sense for the Atlanta Hawks and Tony Ressler to get themselves in the luxury tax. Now, I do really think that they will trade bogey before all is said and done. I think if they do nothing else, because he's, and what did we say the other night? He's got a player option that's $18 million, Yes, $18 million for a guy who is a nice bench player, but not worth, you know, getting yourself into luxury tax for bogey. Unless you can tell me that they're going to have a a second, you know, five coming off the bench that's, you know, all-star caliber. Doesn't make sense just for bogey Bogdanovich to get them into the luxury tax. And, and that's, listen, that was the thinking with Kevin Herter. And like it, not like it, and and I, I get all of that kind of stuff. But they were not going to get in. Because here's the thing. And to be fair, most good teams get themselves into the luxury tax. 
But when you're fledgling around at or below 500, there isn't a reason because when you start to get into the luxury tax, you typically don't just, unless you gut your roster, you don't just get into it for a year. You get into it for two or three years. You know, it's one thing for the Golden State Warriors to get themselves in the luxury tax when they're in the NBA Finals about every other year and they're winning, you know, they've won three, what is it, three NBA titles. And, you know, it it makes sense. But it doesn't for the Hawks when you're sitting eight, nine, ten. You're you're trying to just get into the playing around. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense for the Atlanta Hawks to do all that kind of stuff. Doesn't make sense for this franchise. And once you get it, and look, the Hawks next year will probably be in the luxury tax just because of the attrition of their contracts. Trey's moving into Supermax money. John and Hunter and all of these guys are going to cost money. You know, the, the real thing is going to be DeJounte Murray and, and what he does because you've got him for this year, you've got him for next year, then he's an unrestricted free agent. Does he sign with the Hawks? Does he want to be a part of this and move this franchise forward? Remember, him and Trey Young, you know, had all these talks in the offseason and they wanted to play with one another and all that good stuff. And I'm not saying that Trey and Murray don't want to play with one another, but it hasn't gone as well as what we would have expected. And, and look, maybe it's too soon. Maybe maybe we just haven't given it enough time. But certainly this switch has got to be flipped to get this thing going in the right direction. I don't know what I don't know what the answer is. I don't I, I here's what I don't think. I don't think it's trading away Trey Young. I don't think it's firing Nate McMillan right now. I don't think that those things help the basketball team to instantly get better. Because now you're in it. Now you're neck deep in it. And and there's a lot fewer games to play because I think you're, what, about about 55 60% of the way through the season, somewhere in that range, you know, 48 games. I don't know what the math is on that. 40 or 40, uh, yeah, 48 out of, out of 82, whatever the math is on that. But, but you're in it and, and there's, Fewer games left than what's, you know, in your rear view mirror. I mean, you don't have as many games to play right now. We're, we're you know, into that season. You know, we, we, you know, we were saying for so long, well, it's early. It's early. You know, we can turn it around and this and that. Well, now it's not early anymore. And, and you have a whole bunch of teams that are jumbled up in the same kind of mess and boat that you're in right now. You have a whole bunch of teams that are, you know, somewhere in that, you know, 500 range, a game or two above or below. And then, you know, you've got some outlier teams that, you know, stink. And, and you know, now you've got to start – now you have to start accumulating some wins or you're going to be right back in the play-in tournament. And if you're in the play-in tournament, there's absolutely no reason why that the Atlanta Hawks should be dabbling in the luxury tax. Because, again, 
if you're not if you're just a floundering franchise and you're in the luxury tax, then you need to blow it up. Then you need then you need to start getting rid of some of your assets. Collins, Capella, you know, Murray, whatever. You need to start moving on from some of your pieces cuz you can be below 500 with a lot less payroll and not be in the luxury tax. And that was the whole thing that Tony Ressler always said. Well, be in the luxury tax if it makes sense. We got all hyped up and all excited about the idea of what Tony Ressler said in the offseason, right? There was a lot of good things that, you know, and, and he kind of laid down the edict. And, you know, I, I, I think the trade deadline is going to be fascinating. Because really and truly, they're not looking for a starter, right? I mean, you're not looking for a starting player for your five. You're you're more looking for guys that you can bring off the bench. And how many more bench guys can you have? You want to play A.J. Griffin. You want to play Jalen Johnson. You know, you want to play uh, Anyeka Kongwu. Okay, well, that's three guys off your bench. And Bogey, that's four. And I do think they'll trade Bogey just because of the contract situation. But right now you have four guys that are in a regular rotation of coming off your bench. How many more guys you want? I mean, how many more guys can you have? And, you know, at some point, you know, I don't know what – I haven't looked at what Trey's minutes are, but if it needs to be – you know, like, for instance, the other night when Trey was on the court against the um, – uh, I think it was the Charlotte game. I think I think it was Charlotte. Maybe it was, maybe it was the Bulls last night, but I think it was Charlotte. But when Trey was on the court, he was a plus. You know, from the plus-minus standpoint, he was a plus. When Trey was off the court, they had a big minus. Maybe you have to play Trey Young more. And I know there's fatigue factor and wearing guys down and all that kind of stuff. But desperate times call for desperate measures. And for a, a team that was being looked at is, okay, can we be a 3-4-5 seed in the playoffs or at least be – in that top half of the NBA, you know, playoff bracket where we don't have to be in playing games and all that kind of stuff. It's been very disappointing. All right, when we get back, it's going to be What's Bugging Chuckery. I'll react to the MLB Hall of Fame vote. A lot to say there. Chuckery in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, Odyssey.com app. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Come on, man. And with the local DBC News, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Hanging out at Kia Studios. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey apps how you catch me on the go. Or uh, catch us on the go, we should say. Uh, at J uh, at nine two nine the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at JMCH three one six on my personal Twitter page. He is at underscore Dylan Matthews. Uh, we will do rank them as it is a Tuesday, so you'll give me a list of four things, and I'll probably won't remember any of them because I'm brain dead right now. But anyway, <laughs> see, I can laugh about it now. Listen, here's I, I and I said this, you know, when this happened. Only the good die young, man. Only the good die young, like. They can't kill me. Heart attack, you know, widow maker heart attack, stroke, 
You're indestructible. Yeah. I don't know if I'm indestructible, but nobody can kill me right now. But it certainly is true that only the good die young. So, anyway, like the song said, who was that? Billy Joel, right? Right. You know that Billy Joel song, Only the Good Die Young and yes. all that? Yeah. I, I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. But anyway. Oh, boy. All right. Um, uh, again, we got the Hawks basketball coming up tomorrow night as they uh, take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're not beyond after the game EOG, but we will be back Thursday and Friday for full shows. We will talk Friday. Um, and and I'm lining something up right now. We we potentially will have a WWE superstar um, for Thursday night, uh, but it's Royal Rumble this weekend, and and I I love the Rumble. Like it's next to WrestleMania, it's my favorite pay per view of the year. It's I, I just I love the I love the men's and the women's Rumble match, and um, you know I'll give you my thoughts about uh, all of that, but. Uh, um, you know, we uh, we'll, we'll talk some we'll talk some WWE and, and look. Even I missed all the stuff about you know WWE potentially selling. Did I not say that years ago? Like I've said for the longest time, I think WWE is going to sell. I, I think I think Vince is going to sell it, and he's back on the board. And you know, I I had that kind of confirmed a while back um, at the start of uh, at the start of basketball season. I, I had that kind of confirmed that. Because I had heard all of that kind of stuff that he was going to come back, and sure enough, he is. And you know, he's the controlling member of the board of directors for the WWE, and you know, he's got all the power. He's got like eighty, I think it's eighty-eight percent of the voting power because of of the type of stock shares that he has. He wasn't gone long, wasn't he? No, no. And you know, he said he got bad advice, and uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to see him on TV. Or, or if he's just going to negotiate, you know, a a purchase. And I think they floated out there the idea of selling to the Saudis, you know, that that organization uh, from Saudi Arabia. I think they floated that out there to see what the reaction would be. I, I think that I think that the WWE itself floated that rumor out there because people were reporting it like it was a done deal and all this good kind of stuff. I think they floated that idea out there just to see how people would react to a potential Saudi sale. Because I think they're still going to end up at Comcast or, you know, NBC Universal or one of the big media conglomerates, Disney, you know, or, you know, I mean, whatever. You know, I think they're going to end up at one of the big media conglomerates when when all is said and done. And I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to do it as soon as possible because their media rights deal um, their media rights deal is not very far away from beginning negotiations because I think it, I think the media rights deal starts in 2024. So we're not very far away from starting to get into negotiations of media rights, which is, you know, the deal with SmackDown on Fox, the deal with, you know, USA Network uh, for their show. Um, obviously, their streaming services through Peacock. Um, and I think they're actually changing something up about all of that. So uh, we missed a whole lot, but we'll uh, we'll talk some Royal Rumble when we get to uh, get to Friday. So as of right now, though, let's get to something we call What's Bugging Chuckery. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like, that's hard. Don't make me angry. 
You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Buggin' Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. So it's another year, and I'm not the only one who's brain dead because, once again, the Baseball Writers Association of America proves that no matter how brain dead I am, they're always going to one-up me on everything. So we got word about the Baseball Hall of Fame vote, and this is the writer's vote, by the way. This is the official writer's vote. So Fred McGriff got in from this modern-day committee and all that good kind of stuff. So here's how the um, Baseball Writers Association uh, voting went. So the only player that got elected to the Hall of Fame is Scott Rowland. 76.3% 76.3% of the vote. I think he was five votes over the minimum total that you have to have. Hmm. Todd Helton was second at 72.2. He of the Tennessee quarterback fame. Oh, sorry, he played for the Rockies. Uh, but he was, at one time, he's University of Tennessee quarterback. Do you know that? He was, he was what, Peyton Manning's backup, right? Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Didn't, did, did Todd Helton play for the Red Sox for a little minute, too? Or um, just the Rockies? No, he played for the Rockies, but didn't he play Didn't he play somewhere else? Let me see that uh, real quick, because now that's going to bother me here. Sorry. Uh, uh, no, he played his whole career for oh, the, Rockies. the Rockies. Okay. Yeah, yeah played uh, 2,247 games. So, all right. Look, Billy Wagner was three at 68.1%. And then Andrew Jones was fourth at 58.1%. That's up from, I think it was 41.4% the year before. Sheffield was fifth, uh, 55%. Carlos Beltran and all of the rest. And A-Rod, Manny, and Omar, and Pettit, and you know all that good kind of stuff. You know, it really is the hall of, okay, these are pretty good guys. Can I tell you at this point, you know, it's so ridiculous that it's it's egregious at this point that Dale Murphy's not in the Hall of Fame, that Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame, that Roger Clemens is not in the Hall of Fame. You know, even... Unroided, Barry Bonds was a better player than Scott Rowland. And look, Scott Rowland had a nice career. He was rookie of the year. He won like six or eight gold gloves. He was the best defensive third baseman until Nolan Arenado came around. Right? He won a silver slugger. He finished fourth one time in the MVP voting. That's a nice career. Is that Hall of Fame worthy, though? And that's where we're at with all this. Todd Hilton is a really nice player. Todd Hilton was no Hall of Fame player. I mean, with all due respect, who's who's the Hall of Famer in that group? When, when, when you talk about the era that Todd Hilton played in, what what were the Hall of was the Hall of Famer? Albert Pujols, or was the Hall of Famer Todd Helton? And I'm not saying that you necessarily got to pick either or, but Todd Helton was never even the best first baseman 
in the National League. That honor was bestowed on Albert Pujols. And yet those are the two top vote-getters in baseball. And look, Andrew, maybe he'll, you know, maybe next year on the ballot, he went up about 17% in the voting. Maybe he gets over the hump. I still think Gary Sheffield's a Hall of Fame player. But when you look at the top three guys, you know, just say that it's not the Hall of Great. You you just are, aren't going to, you know, acknowledge. And look, I don't even have a problem with where A-Rod and Manny are because they failed steroid testing and they were suspended. So I don't even have an issue with those guys, even though they were drastically better. Can, can you imagine, with all due respect, okay, Todd Helton and um, Scott Rowland, okay, in reality, whether roided up, not roided up, those guys weren't 15% of the players that Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez were. They weren't. I, Manny Ramirez is one of the great mashers in the history of baseball. And, and A-Rod is one of the great. But I, I can even live with the fact that because they failed tests and they got suspended, I can even live with punishing those guys, even though those guys were a hundred times better than Scott Rowland and Todd Helton. And it's now become the Hall of Good. And by the way, it's been that way for a while. You know, I like Tony Perez, but Tony Perez wasn't Johnny Bench. He wasn't Pete Rose. He wasn't Joe Morgan. I know... Tony Perez was the glue, you know, one of the glue guys for the Reds, and, you know, he was clutch and all that kind of stuff. Tony Perez wasn't Bench, wasn't Morgan, wasn't Rose. But, again, we're, we're back into this. Just don't vote anybody in uh, until we start to elect the real players in, the Andrew Jones, the Dale Murphy. How could Dale Murphy – not be in the Hall of Fame, and he was probably one of the four best players of the 1980s, multi-time MVP. Like, Scott Rowland got in with a fourth-place finish in the MVP voting. Murphy was a two-time MVP, and he was a gold glover and silver slugger and all the other things that go along with it. How could he not be in the Hall of Fame? He was arguably the best center fielder in the 1980s. What the hell is wrong with you people? Even Billy Wagner. Can I tell you, Billy Wagner wasn't even the best closer in baseball. Maybe for a year here and a year there. But it wasn't Mariano Rivera. I, I got less of a problem with Billy Wagner. But still, to put him in over Andrew Jones and Sheffield, it just, again, it's it's become it's become just it's just become you know ridiculousness with the with the Hall of Fame voting, you know. I can understand leaving out the guys who were suspended, who missed time, 
you know, because they were they were caught testing. But unless people were suspended, every bit of it is rumor and innuendo. And then you elected last year the guy who was on the Mitchell Report along with Bonds and everybody else, right? You elected him to the Hall of Fame, David Ortiz, big phony. That wasn't a problem. But you know what? The Hall of Fame is a private-run organization. It's privately run, and they set the rules of criteria for who goes in and who doesn't. And it's 75% of the vote, and maybe we need to have new ownership with the Baseball Hall of Fame because this one ain't working out so well with the way the voting process is. And that's what's bugging Chuck Reed. All right, coming up at top of the hour, we'll talk some Falcons football with you here. I'm not in the Lamar camp. I'll say it loud and clear. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.